When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, No Filter Network, Master Debaters, Grant Napier, Eric Burns. Burns, you've been all over the fucking globe, man. I mean, you're in Oregon, <laughs> you're in Orlando. I mean, you're just, uh, you're everywhere, bro. You're back home, man. It's good to talk to you. Dude, it's good to be back home, Grant. I mean, it, it was a month long. I call it a vacation, I guess. I mean, we went to Texas, played baseball there. We were at ski camp up in Mount Hood, Oregon. And then from uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, all the way to Orlando, Florida for a week-long baseball tournament in the Perfect Game National Championship. Yep. So, yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride. How you been? I'm doing good, man. Everything is good. So let's get right into it. The All-Star Game is coming up next week. Bernsey, I've watched baseball, as I told you, since Mickey Mantle was on the Yankees. I love baseball. I don't like the way the game is played now. I have a difficult time getting through an entire game. If you were in charge of baseball, Burns, if I put you, whatever you say goes, what changes would you make? Or do you think the game needs changes? Yeah, dude. I First and foremost, I'd implement the automated umpire. I, I, I think that we the scrutiny that we put these guys through night in and night out in the inconsistency between what's a strike and what's a ball – I, this is obviously this has been something that I've been on for the past I don't know eight ten years. I mean this goes back to even when I played when I when I first started seeing the K zone too. So really it was right after right when I first started analyzing baseball. And you just see these yep. calls. It, it's it doesn't make sense like to me at all why we would have not implemented this earlier. It takes the pressure and the stress and uh, the pressure and the stress off of. The umpires, that's one of the first things I would do. I the increase the pace of play. I think that's important. Uh whether you know how, how we want to do that. How do you do that? How do you increase the pace of play? Uh, there's plenty of things that you could do. Uh, one of them is to try to limit the number of pitching changes. So there's actually it's it's funny because I wrote like a, a whole manifesto when I talked to, I believe Jane Levy from uh, she was with the Washington Post back in the day. She lives in D.C. She's writing a, a book, uh, and she's about, I think, she, I think she's writing the book, whether about the future of baseball. She's talking about the Savannah Bananas in it and all the stuff that we do, and really, if, like, if there's anything that we do that they could actually implement into the game, and now there's certain things like, you know, if a fan catches a foul ball, you're out, you're probably just not going to see. There's dog and pony sort of stuff, but there is the, the concept and idea that, that I think we could have fun with is like the extra inning stuff 
like the showdowns that you, you know, you have the pitcher, the hitter, you have one other guy on the field, this one-on-one mono-e-mono battle, I, there's things to make it more entertaining. I, the, the pitch clock's coming. Th- that's going to happen. Yep. I, I don't, yep. I don't love it. I, I, I more love the idea of like, look, you can't step out of the batter's box. There's no take box away. So right. The pitcher's trying to upset the, t- the timing of the hitter. I don't give a shit what the pitcher does. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it, it's, it's, yeah. you know, they get the ball back they're right back on the mound. They fire away. Like those sort of things are things that we do that make it more entertaining. I, it, it'll be fun. I mean, the, look, the all-star game's coming up. We're, we're, I think overall, if you look at this season, the Yankees are having a great year. The Dodgers are having another great year. Those are the two best teams in baseball. They're the two teams favored to win the World Series. Uh, the Astros are uh, relevant once again. They're always, I think, a fun story. Uh, there's uh, Shohei Otani, who arguably is the greatest, yep. well, one of the greatest players ever, uh, that ever. at least for a short period of time, right? I mean, he hasn't done it for the, yep. the longevity, but he's a guy that we have to look at as as being one of the best players ever, uh, even if his career ended tomorrow, uh, just for the time that you know he was doing what he's doing. So I think there's a lot of positives. I think there's a lot of you know really great things going on with the game of baseball. But it's no secret that things need to change, that there's certain things that they have to do and adjustments that they have to make in the future. See, I respectfully disagree with you, and I'm going to tell you why. You just mentioned the Yankees and the Dodgers, and you can pick the Astros. The reality is, if you're not a fan of the Yankees right now, the Dodgers, the Astros, the Mets, and maybe three or four other teams, I don't even know why the hell you would watch the games. Here's the problem I have, Bernsey. There are so many fucking bad teams in baseball right now. And the the number of bad teams, Bernsey, in my opinion, way outweigh the good teams. So the the imbalance in Major League Baseball, Bernsey, the disparity to me is just staggering. And I don't know how you can fix that. By the way, Bernsey, that's not atypical in other sports it's just that in baseball it seems that the haves and the have-nots are are fucking night and day apart how is tampa able to do this shit year in and year out though well you know what great question a great question and i will say this the a's are having a horrible year but as much shit as fisher gets the fucking A's year in, year out have always been pretty damn competitive. You know, you can yeah. fit. But, yeah, I'm with you. Tampa gets nobody to go to the games unless the Yankees or the Red Sox are in town. The role is terrible. And every year they're right there and very competitive. I don't understand how they do it either. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it. So you got the Yankees. I mean, they're 62. Dude, they're 40 games over 500, bro. 40 yep. games over 500. I mean, that, that's absolutely insane. And then you have the Dodgers, who, I mean, they're, they're 30, 40, 50, 27 games over 500. Is that right? How is that even possible? Yeah, they're fucking having a great year. Yeah, but, uh, okay. I mean, but what about Bernsey? What do, you, what do you do with all the shit teams in baseball? And again, there are so many of them. I don't know, man. I mean, it's I. You can't get rid of them. I mean, you can go. You want to go? You want to relegate them? No. No, but I'm just saying it's fucking. I mean, it, I don't know. I just think the sport has a lot, 
lot of problems. And again, I, I, you played the game. I'm just a fan. And I've watched baseball my whole life. I have difficulty watching a fucking baseball game now. I really do. I just find the games are so specialized that the, 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 the number of strikeouts. You know what bothers me more than anything, Bernsey? The ball is not in play enough. The fucking ball is not in play enough. And I it drives me crazy how many strikeouts there are night in, night out, all over the league. I don't understand that. Lower the mound. That's one of the things. Yep. Move, move, move it, move it, move it back since six inches. Uh, move it back one foot. Move yep. it back two feet. If that's the case, yep. guys are throwing harder than ever, and in the mound still, like I think it's the highest it's ever been. Uh, I so I I don't. It's it's much yep. easier when you're creating these hard downhill angles. With the, this is and then and then we you're trying to get on playing the baseball. So if you have an angle where it's coming at you like this, you're going to get more level swings. Right. And then yep. it's, that's that's going to promote contact. So there, I think there's certain things that that Major League Baseball, you know, can do to get the ball in play. I think the running game is another one that I'd like to see. So. If you're here and no matter what, even if you want to go with the no block rule where it's just you get it back and, and go again, because I like that. I still say yep. that you have to you have to you have to lift your front leg to what would at least be a 45 degree angle before you pitch because then that would mm-hmm. promote a running game. So if you're, I mean, this is a math equation when you're trying to steal bases, you have a guy at first base, yeah. you know, he's, he, he's taken off. If it's, if it's 1.1 second, for example, and the catcher's 2.0 seconds, you have 3.1 seconds by the time the pitcher starts his motion until you get the second base. It's, it's damn near impossible. Yep. It's not going to happen. So what you have to do you. is you wait for a guy that's, you know, 1.4 seconds. You get a catcher. That's, now now all of a sudden we're working in a range where we can steal bases. And the, I know people will say, oh, it's only a couple tenths of a second. That's a big yep. fucking difference, man. Yeah, it is. Okay. Something else that bothers me. Too many managers to me don't manage by feel anymore. It's 100% by the fucking book. Let's talk about Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler got run out of Philadelphia, goes to San Francisco, and last year they had a storybook year. All right? Nothing nothing that Kapler did backfired. Everything he did went well. They were also healthy. This year they've had a lot of injuries, but Kapler manages by the book, it seems like, every fucking game instead of the field. What, what did he do in the – what did he do? Uh, wasn't belt three for three and he fucking pinch hit for me. I mean, what's going on with baseball? What's going on with Gabe Kapler? How do you take a guy out of the lineup who's three of three? Monday night, it it happened. He was he was three for three, had, had like three bullets, barrel, barrel, yep. barrel. And he comes up for his fourth at bat and he pinch hits for him. Dude, it, it's, what? you know, one of, the, one, one of the things we say all the time, we talk about a lot is have a feel. You gotta have a feel. Whether you're a manager, we're a player. Yeah. Uh, you you gotta have a feel for say what a person. Just having a feel for all the situations that we're in. So here he is, where you take this dude. So I, there was a couple things that I tweeted out on this. Number one was that if you're a man of the numbers, which obviously Gabe Kapler is, show me the fucking numbers yeah. of what a, a a big league batter <laughs> is after going three for three. Because I know as a player, after I'm three for three, 
I'm feeling sexy as could be, man. And I'm seeing the yep. ball better, way better than, than, than I am, say, if I'm over three. I just, it's just, I'm there and I'm seeing it and I know what's coming. And Sean, good morning to you, dude. Morning. Sorry. Long trip today to get home from work, man. How you guys doing? All good, man. Hey, we're Sean, talking we about, to... yeah, we're talking about Monday, Monday night. Uh, they pinch hit Brandon Belt for Brandon Belt after he was three for three. And I'm looking at that and, and I don't take to Twitter very often. I'm, I'm not nearly as active as, as, as I know you are, Sean, on there, but I, 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 it's one of those things where I'm like, I got to get this at like, so I said, look, if Kapler's a man of, of the numbers, that's fine. But show me the fucking numbers of when a guy is three for three. What's the fourth? What is he doing his fourth at bat? I guarantee you those numbers are significantly higher than that guy's career average. So, you know, my point is, is that, you know, if I'm on, and then the next one, it was like, if I'm on a heater, if I, if I'm on a heater on a fucking craps table, don't fuck with me. Leave me alone. Right. If you're rolling the hot dice, like, don't mess with that dude. Leave him alone. And sure enough, I mean, Kapler pinch hits for him. Whoever it was that pinch hit for him, I think it was like an RBI ground out. But, but still, right. you, you just don't do it. And what kind of message is that spreading the rest of the team, too? This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I, I personally, it's good to be on with you guys. Again, sorry for being late to the party, but I, I can tell you this, that I'm never pinch hitting for a guy that's three for three. I don't give a fuck if he's hitting 180. That night's his night. He's on a roll, seeing the baseball well. See, we're going to analytics our way right out of winning. That's the problem. Yep. There's still got to be some sense of clubhouse, I mean, where you're feeling it, you're watching, like you did, like, you know, when you were 12 and your kid that played right field was just having one of those days, and there's nothing about Belk that's a right fielder in the Little League, and you're just putting him out there. It's a really good player. But when you're having a – when you're when you're three for three, I, I, don't, I don't know why. You look at a sheet of paper, which is good. Analytics is, is evidence. 
I get it. It's evidence. But there's also evidence that some guys are just having a better game than others. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not pulling a guy out in the seventh inning of a, who's pitching, who's at 80 pitches and has got 12 strikeouts. But the, 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 the metrics of the analytics, that piece of paper you see in the dugout says, you know what, when he gets to 81 pitches, pull him out. No, no. Tonight may not be the 81 pitch night. There's called a feel for the game. And while I like analytics, I also like a yep. feel. I think you got to have a combination of both. And quite frankly, I think it's horse shit that he would do that. And I think it's disrespectful to players because that night when you're feeling it, let him play it out, man. And if the analytics, if he, if, he, if he strikes out or something, then you say, okay, the analytics, we should have played the analytics. But if he's 0 for 3, one thing, <clears throat> I'm not pulling out a guy out of the lineup that, that's got three hits on the night. I just don't do it. I don't know how the fuck. Hey, I don't know how you go up to a player who's fucking three for three and tell him he's not going up for his fourth at bat. How the fuck does that? How, I mean, what's that conversation like? Bernsey, can you imagine being that guy and the fucking manager comes up to you and says, you know, I'm, I'm taking you out. I'm pitch hitting for you. I mean, holy shit. What, what must be your reaction? Uh, especially when you got 11 years of the show and you're a guy that's proven yeah. that you can consistently do it. And you're coming off a couple of your best years in Brandon Belt. Yeah, like there's there's no explanation at all. It, it, it's you're telling me that you look. I there's a it's put up or shut up in the big leagues. I get it, but when you're putting up and 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 then they're putting you aside, that's just bullshit, man. And you're gonna lose your guys. It's you know I've talked to Kapler about this before, and he actually told me, and it was it was when he was with Phillies. And I think it was his first year with the Phillies. I think he was only there a couple of years, but maybe it was his second. And I was, I was asking him, I said, like, dude, what, what is it? Like, what have you learned since, you know, being the manager? And he goes, I learned that, like, you're dealing with real people. And so even though you think that you're going to make the right move with the numbers, he said, you have to think about what the repercussions will be when it comes to, say, damaging the ego of these guys and this and that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But <laughs> I can't hear what you're saying because I'm too busy watching what you're doing, right? Like, like the, I, I, I get it, but I, it, it's at the same time, man, there's just, there's no way like any of your players are going to respect that. And, and if you're the guy even that yep. gets, that I'm, you're, you're asking me to go pinch hit for a dude that's three for three, I'd be like, you know, Cap, like, no, man, like, let Belt have his fucking at bat. He's earned it, right? I like, I wouldn't even want to be that guy. No question. You're begging for a fist fight. Sean? Yes, that, if you're begging yep. for a fist fight, if you go up to a guy like that, I, I just, to me, it it reeks of of, of micromanaging to a to a fault. I don't like it. You know what? It, it, there's a there. You know what this is called? There's a there's a military term for it. It's called command and control leadership. Okay, and command and control leadership yep. is is you, that you do it this way, you rule with this kind of thing. We're going to do it this way that you don't allow people you 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 tell them what to do as opposed to letting them grow into what they do. That's the leadership part. This is just a simple night of command and control. That this paper says this uh, sometimes, and and Kapler ought to know better. He played at a time when analytics were just starting yeah. to get into it, and uh, while it matters. I don't think you can operate any business, any life, any parenthood, anything out of just straight numbers. There's got to be some human element. And that night when you're hot, 
Hell, even I got hot in a football game, so let me finish, right? Yeah. Happens. Same thing. Hey, I want to switch gears. Sean, Baker Mayfield is a Carolina Panther. I assume he's going to start week one. I know you have been a big Sam Darnold fan coming out of USC. Obviously, he had nothing to work with in New York, goes to Carolina. I thought he started off real well, and then McCaffrey got hurt, and he wasn't the same player. So look into your crystal ball, assuming that Baker Mayfield starts week one for the Carolina Panthers. What happens to the career of Sam Darnold? Well, we're already on the verge of Sam being a journeyman. I don't think either one of these guys has earned the starting job, to be honest with you. I'd leave it open and let him go battle it out and see uh, which one can overcome getting kicked in the teeth, which they've both been kicked in the teeth. And quite frankly, a lot of it's self-inflicted. Now, Mayfield should have the advantage because he's played more football, you would think. And when I say that, meaning the for years one and three, he's played better football than Sam has consistently. I think what you get is two guys that are careless with the ball at times. Sam more careless. I think Sam is a better thrower of the football. And Mayfield probably does a few things better. You know, uh, Sam's really good on or off schedule. But I can't keep coming here and telling you, and I love Sam Darnold, but I can't keep saying the potential thing, the potential and he's been on a couple bad teams, but part of the teams being bad are also part of his problem by throwing it to the other guy. If Sam would just make the simple play, he'd be a starting quarterback in the league. Just when he's going, he tries to make something happen. And I don't want to coach the balls out of him and, and guts out of him, but I do want to – there's a difference between playing scared and playing stupid. He sure as hell doesn't play scared, but sometimes you just can't fit it through a brick wall. Throw it to the guy who's going to go around the brick wall. Does that make sense? So – I would imagine Baker's going to have the insight, but yep. if I'm Matt Rule and my job's on the line, which it is, and you're going to hitch your wagon to one, I'm going to hitch my wagon to the daily grind. Of pra- I don't give two shits about the preseason games. Four passes, eight. I don't yep. care about that. I care about the daily meeting, the grind, how you are on the practice field, blitz pickup, how the players respond to you. I don't think either one deserves it. Now, I've pounded the table for both, and so far, kind of right on one, and me and a whole bunch of others who still think Sam Darnold's talented – been wrong so far. Sam Donald, Mayfield's career probably can buy a little more time. Sam Donald's going to be labeled a major journeyman if he gets beat out or gets the job and goes back to old habits. But the problem with Sam, maybe like accuracy with some quarterbacks, is he's always throwing the ball to the other team. Yet he was able to make up for it at SC because he was so good overcoming those and that Rose Bowl yeah. against Penn State. I think I'm not quitting on either one of them, but I sure as hell, I'm not handing Baker Mayfield any job because maybe this will bring out the best in both of them. Sam Darnold, knowing that his job is on the line career-wise, and even though he's so gifted and such a good guy, and Baker Mayfield, the immaturity talk, go there, take care of your business. Which one of those, is that guy going to show up and be the walk-on mentality or I'm the superstar mentality? I'd let him compete it out every single day. I don't uh, – right now, you're going to have to prove to me for me to trust you sustaining-wise because I don't trust either one of them over uh, the course of time, but I still think they can both play. Wait, a question for you guys. Since Bernie Kosar, has there been a Browns quarterback who has been successful? Uh, sustained success or other than bits and pieces? No, there hasn't, Bernsey. He right? was the last one. I mean, Mayfield was the next one. Years one and three, he was a good rookie year, good third year. He was, everybody was counting on him. They, he gave them hope, Mayfield did. But as far as consistent, 
every day. Yeah. You know, Brian Sype before Kozar. Yep. Where every single day you could go on Sype was, I think, the NFL Player of the Year at one point. But Kozar was is has been the best quarterback in modern times for them since Brian Sype. So post seventies, your early eighties, that's been Bernie's job. Right. Um, so no, the rest of them, they've had a lot of draft picks that haven't panned out. So now they, they actually are going to get the best quarterback in history, at least on paper. When, when Watson plays, he's going to be the very best. Hey. Mayfield gave them hope. And Snipe made one of the worst passes in Brown's history against Drew Raiders on, you know, in the end zone in that playoff game. Right. I mean, that was when Sam Retigliano was coaching the Browns and the Browns were like, the Browns had everything going for them. And then that interception derailed them. And then, of course, you had the fumble, the Ernest Biner, you had the drive. I mean, if you think about Cleveland for a minute, and, you know, LeBron was able to deliver them a championship. But when you think about the Indians and when you think about the Browns, think about the Cleveland Browns and how fucking bad they have been for so long. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable how bad they've been for as long as they've been it's, you know it's 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 my bottom to me. Yeah, you know it's crazy about that too. I played in a playoff game there in Old Cleveland Municipal Stadium during Clay Matthews, Bernie Kosar, Hanford Dixon, Frank Minifield, that group that was good really team. friggin' good, yeah. man. Yeah. Marty Schottenheimer times. I mean, they were friggin' really good. And I can remember going into that building, old rickety locker room for the visitors, thinking about like Jim Brown, all the great players that have walked up <laughs> those steps and Field it was in January. It was butt ass cold. The field was painted green for TV spray painted because it was so the grass was so beat down. And I got to tell you, man, those fans and that dog pound were phenomenal. That city's got some great underrated sports town because they, you know, even going back to the days of Joe Charbonneau, you know, when Jolton, when Super yep. Joe Charbonneau, Super Joe Charbonneau. And, that's exactly right. And that, that, and then we saw the Manny Ramirez, Jim Toma years, which was until you know until. Uh, Tito got there was yep. their was their years right so they have great sports fans man they do and the futility of that organization I know they're counting on this to be it because they got a good roster but when I went there they were whooping your ass man and letting you know about it and when we played them but those fans I don't know if we ever say fans deserve one I'd like to see Cleveland fans get a winner but I, I I think that it's it's easy for them to go in jaded every year saying, oh, what's going to happen with this team? Because, you know, they thought they had it in Mayfield and now with the Watson saga. But if they get him on the field, they're going to have their best quarterback. Well, in, in modern history, as far as on paper, they're going to yep. have it'll be their best chance they've had even even during Bernie, because Bernie was a great player. But Bernie didn't bring the skill set that Watson brings. But boy, was he a brilliant coverage reader and just a, comp- a fiery competitor. So. I kind of root for them, but boy, oh boy, have they struggled to get a winner there other than LeBron when it talks about championships. August 22nd, 2000, I made my major league debut at Jacobs Field in Cleveland. At that time, they had sold out 420 consecutive games. I'll never forget walking out on a big league field for the first time, looking up and just seeing the, the whole stadium. Just, just as as it's, I mean, this is like ten minutes before the game, just going like this. Wow! Like yep. they 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 are they are good good fans. And you know what's amazing? Now think about this. Think about Cleveland. Think about the fucking weather in April there, and they were selling out games in April on fucking school nights. Think about that for a minute. Think yeah. about the how cold it can be on the shores of Lake Erie 
in the month of April. But what, I'm just curious, Bernsey, were you freezing your balls off? Or was it was it April when you made no, the no, we, or was it later in the year? No, no, we were in August, and, and it, it's it's as hot okay. as it can be too. I mean, it gets it gets super hot there as well. When I was yeah. doing the triathlon across the country, we stopped. We handed out a grant, like two thousand dollar grant, to the uh, Cleveland public school district for their uh, PE program. And I, I just remember it like the the school, we were supposed to do the grant presentation at the school, but instead we moved it to the stadium on the field because school got canceled that day. So they had this whole assembly set up and everything, but school got canceled that day because it was too hot. So yeah, they're de- I mean, they're dealing with extreme weather one way or another, but that's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's a gnarly city, man. It's, and I, I actually think it's a really cool city. There's parts of that city that I love. I think there's parts of that city that's actually beautiful. Uh, you know, I think it's an overlooked city. So I, I, I you know, ultimately uh, you'd like to see the Indians, you know, get, get a championship. And I mean, then you have that great 2016, one of the greatest world series ever between them and the Cubs where, you know, they ended yeah. up tying it up on the Rajay Davis Homer and then, that's and, right. then and then lost it. And, uh, in yep. extras to uh, the Cubs. You ain't lying. Hey, boys. Final thing for you. Tiger Woods is six over already through a couple of holes. I don't know if either of you played St. Andrews. I had a chance to play it three years ago. Just being at the, that, that town, it's one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. It's not a hard golf course. You got the leaders at eight under, Rory McIlroy at six under. But Tiger already looks like he's not going to be around for the weekend. Have we seen the end? of Tiger Woods in terms of being a winner of a golf tournament? Well, I, I think we'd be nuts to say yes right now, totally winning a golf tournament, Grant, because I just, I've seen this dude, it, it feels like he can overcome anything. On His mental toughness is, is in different, is in rarefied air. And, and whether you'll, whether you think he can win again or not. And, and it's listen, even if he was 100% healthy, he's getting to that age where winning a major is yeah. tough to do, right? I mean, we Jack Nicholas at the Masters, yeah. Phil Mickelson at the PGA. Ty, I mean, it, it's tough to do. So now, and, and now consider yourself a guy who almost lost his leg and grinded. But I'll tell you what, though, he's going through this now. He came back sooner than any of us even thought, even if he was going to come back and play golf again. So who's to say that if he doesn't, uh, eight, you know, eight months from now when Augusta kicks in again, that we're not sure that he's even more, his endurance has picked up a little more. So, I, Grant, I'm not ruling him out. I think he can win. Now, I think he'll win on the senior tour if he wants to play it. Uh, majors, it would oh, be yeah, dwindling. Sure. Majors would be dwindling. The grind on him now is so brutal. I mean, it's it, it's brutal, like you say, on those the hill, on certain golf courses and majors. Like the, the wonder he didn't play in the U.S. Open. That'll beat anybody down, right? I mean, and now yeah. there, and he's he knows these golf courses. I'm not gonna say he can't win again. The guys are so young and so far, but the guy is so much mentally more mentally tough than most people he'll ever entail. The question is, how bad does he? You know, I know he wants to win, but how much You're time right. can he put in? You know, when you're a billionaire. You got your no. son, you got your kids, the yep. travel. I mean, when does the point come in time? The what made Tiger Woods great is the single-minded. Yep. The great players I've ever been around, and I don't mean this, I mean this affectionately, are selfish as a son of a bitch. Yep. Because if they're hitting in a bunker for five hours, beating balls, which he'll do, 
sorry, dinner will have to wait or you guys are going to have to eat without me, family. Yeah. Anybody who's ever made that, they're, they're, I've been around those guys. They're, they just think different. Right. It's the rare one who can work two hours a day and then still go out and be special. That doesn't happen often. Those guys, and they, they don't mean it mean, it's just who they are. That's how they were trained. And the great ones I've been around, the, everything else takes a backseat to them getting to where they want to get. Jordan, I heard, was the same way. And it's that they're single-minded. And then they expand as they, as they reach those goals along the way. So the question for me is not can he, if he's physically healthy enough and his mind says, yeah, I'm going to go win. I, I'm not putting it past his ass. I've seen this movie before with him. It's, it's like a football player that retires. When Brady retires, it's not going to be the season that wears him out. It's the offseason to get ready for the season at his age to keep grinding. It's the offseason grind. So I, I'm going to say he will be in yep. contention. But I just don't know how much when you get to a point, Grant, when you say, listen, what do I got to prove, man? Well, if you're a Tiger, what do I got to prove? I've made three comebacks. I'm arguably the greatest golfer ever, even though Jack has the majors, that if they were in their prime against each other, both tough, mentally tough. I just, to me, and the Tiger Woods, if he wants to, he'll be in contention, especially because he'll work to get healthy. I just don't know when the grind for him is like, I've had it. I'm just going to be the dad. I'm going to do all this golf course architecture. I'll play once in a while at my event and shake hands and kiss babies. Now, the problem with that is he's so mentally tough. Does he want to come? I have the hunch that when he gets into an event, even if you're playing golf in the, on his home course on a Tuesday, that he wants to beat your damn brains in. I, I, I believe that about him. Or he wouldn't be the guy he is. So uh, it's all about the mental grind that will overtake the physical grind if he wants to for me. Uh, dude, it's how bad you want it. I mean, you you were you were in the process of saying it earlier. So how bad does he want it? Does he want to go through the process to get to the point, to get his body to the point, to get his mind to the point where he's going to win again? I know he can win again. There's no doubt in my mind he can win again. But what is he willing to pay the price to go through all of what Sean was just talking about, to, to, to be that obsessed dude? And I think, you know, one of the things is, you know, if he does take like I think Charlie is, you know, what probably like that's his twelve year old kid, right? right? Yeah, that's his son. Yeah. So if one of the things that could motivate him to get him back to to playing that way is playing with his kid and pushing his like, and he almost gets this internal competition with his kid as they're pushing each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then that that like so yeah. this shared experience, you have to find that fucking motivation. Every single year watch Tom Brady. Every single year, there's, there's, there, whether it was Deflate Gate or you know not going out on top or you know whatever, like he'll always find something new, like to stick it yes. to the Pats. Like there's something new every single year that he has. This year it's the I retired and now I'm back. Oh yeah, you don't think I can fucking do it? Let's go. Yeah, and he's like back from the, Bernstein, and he's right. And what happened last year? Think about this: if they don't play man coverage on a blitz on Cooper Cup with a safety. Brady wins that game. They, they win it. Yep. And he goes to place yep. 49ers. And no offense, Jimmy Garoppolo on the 49ers ain't beating Brady in the NFC Championship game. You and I both know it. No they chance. They weren't going to beat them. Nope. No and chance. in the Super Bowl, as much as I like nope. Joe Burrow, the Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati Bengals, the way they play, they weren't beating Tampa in that either. He was going to no. win another Super Bowl. Honestly, another one. So his now motivation with you, Burns, you're right. And whether it's people telling him he's not good enough, this year it's 
I ain't going out as a loser. I'm about to drop you guys. To, and I'm telling you what, other than the Rams, they're the favorite in the NFC. And, hell, they may be the favorite regardless because yeah. we know yeah. what his grind is. And back to Woods and back to you, Grant, if we thought Tiger Woods had to be selfish or he felt that he had to be selfish to win these tournaments because that's what great players do to get himself physically, hey, mentally, emotionally, and all his kids. Think, think about how selfish he'll have to be now to get back to that as he starts to push the other side of 45 heading towards 50. Hey, I, you think I'm getting involved in a fucking conversation about motivation with a guy that did a triathlon across fucking America? I'm out of this conversation, okay? I'm just going to listen. All right. Nobody nobody said he was not nuts. Okay, we know that. (laughs) (laughs) I want no part of it either. I'll here's what I'm doing when Burnsy does that. I'm clapping for him, man. No thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you guys are beautiful. Hey, have a great day, Burnsy. Good seeing you again, Sean. Have a great weekend, buddy. Sorry again. See you guys Tuesday. I'm really sorry about being late. Bro, don't don't ever apologize, bro. No, dude, dude, all all good. We we fucking love you coming on here, man. Always good comments. I was watching real quick. I was watching like it was a YouTube video that popped up on one of my feeds on social media and had you friggin' smoking a drive. Was that at Tahoe? Where was that? The most recent one I saw. It was like there was pines in the back. I mean, beautiful green golf course. It was just this past week. You popped up there and it did it, it looked like it friggin' jumped off the golf club and you walked away and so basically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was it. like I was doing my baseball stance. Right. And you stepped into it and friggin' torched it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I mean you could tell if you if you look close, it, it takes off. It looks like it's going straight. That thing sliced way right into the woods. Well, I'll tell you what, don't say that, dude, because I saw it. It was three thirty right down the middle, okay? Leave it at that. <laughs> it's dude. It's tough to come from here oh, to do yeah. to do the to do the full. I did. I tried to do it again yesterday, and 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 I, it, this thing went shooting off to the right. But yeah, it's, so you do now. You're complaining about not being able to hit a golf ball with a baseball stance. I'm complaining about hitting a golf ball in a golf stance. In a golf so stance, I feel you, brother. I know. Yeah. I hear you. Oh, all right, dudes. Have a great weekend. Yeah, great weekend. See y'all next week. Okay. See ya. All right. For Sean Salisbury, Eric Burns, Grant Napier. So long, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.